0: Hello, Ian Anson gray here. I was wondering if you could do me a quick favour, whether you've been listening to this podcast for a month or so or since the beginning. I'm looking at rebooting and relaunching this podcast in May this year. And I wanted to get some feedback about the kind of content that you've been really enjoying and maybe some of the content that you've not been quite so enjoying and some ideas for the future. It's a really quick survey. If you could just go to iag.me forward slash survey that's IAG.me forward slash survey. That'd be really awesome because at the end of the day, I want to create content that's really valuable and helpful to you, that will help you transform your business and your life and take things to the next level. Let's get on with the show right now. Imposter syndrome. I want to overcome imposter syndrome. I want to overcome syndrome.
1: Welcome to episode 199 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I knew I could do it, had the skills to do it, but man, that imposter syndrome was like, oh my gosh, now I got to go back and lead these same people that I just leapfrogged. Or I'm in a position now where I'm in a room with people who are just as smart as me or even smarter now how do I communicate hello my name's Ian Anderson Gray and in this episode of the confident live marketing
0: podcast we're talking about imposter syndrome do you sometimes doubt your ability have you ever thought of yourself as a fraud maybe you are suffering from what is called imposter syndrome and if so you're not alone it's a common issue for creative people business owners and entrepreneurs well What are you going to do about it? I think we need to get on with the show, bring in my special guest, and we'll talk all about imposter syndrome. Let's do it right now.
1: Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear and get confident with the content, content and, of marketing. and marketing. Together, we, we can, can go,
0: live. go live! Well, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Very exciting. This is episode 199. We're almost at the 200. But before I talk about that, a few little housekeeping things. First of all, right now, at this precise time that I'm going live, Ecamm Live version 4 is out. So if you have been listening to this show or watching this show for a while, you know that Ecamm Live is my favourite live video Tool and content creation tool, really, and they, the the guys at Ecamm have been working so hard at version four, and it's come out just now at four pm UK time. I think that's eleven am Eastern, and it's got so many cool features. We've got multi streaming now. We've got a camera switcher, a new camera switcher. We've got Amazon Live comments. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. The, the bit that I'm really excited about is we've also got uh, isolated video recording, which means that I will get a clean feed of me, clean feed of my guest today, Steve, which makes repurposing so much easier. So if you want to find out more about that, you can take it for a test drive. If you're already an eCom Live user, you can also upgrade. The prices have stayed the same which is amazing, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash ecam. That's iag.me forward slash ecam. That's E-C-A-M-M. And I also want to say this is going to be the last live episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show for a little while. I'm having a little bit of a break. I've been broadcasting the show since May 2019. And as I prepare for episode 200 and the fourth year anniversary, I'm taking a little bit of a break so that I can just reboot things. And I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and ideas are as we go into episode 200. I'm going to be doing a big episode. We're going to have a party. We're going to have some really cool things. But if you want to find out more about that, then do subscribe to my newsletter, iag.me forward slash newsletter. Now, this is really important. The podcast is going to continue every week. Every single Friday, the episode will come out. But Instead of being a new live episode, it's going to be, I'm going to be going back into the archives, and we'll be looking at some of the best moments from previous episodes. So the podcast can be found at iag.me forward slash podcast. Well, in today's episode, we're talking about the dreaded imposter
1: syndrome.
0: It is, it is require a scary voice, and it's something that so many of us struggle with. I've got a special guest to bring in on the show and to introduce to you. It is the fabulous Steve Worthy, who is a podcasting veteran. He began in 2007 with By Husbands for Husbands, a podcast and business focused on helping entrepreneurial husbands succeed professionally and personally by balancing work and family. Steve is a seasoned business leader with over 25 years of executive retail leadership experience. His career is focused on assisting podcasters and leaders to find their unique voice and understand how to fit within their culture to advance their podcasts and career. Currently, as an entrepreneur, Steve teaches both novice and experienced podcasters how to live stream to his Podcasters Live Academy. Steve views this as the best medium for podcasters to grow and engage with their audience authentically. And I totally
1: agree with that. Welcome to the show, Steve! What's going on? What's going on? Let me see if I can... Uh, I, I know I have a, I have the funny voice thing here, too. I don't know if I have it or not. Let's oh. see if I... I think no, that's the wrong one. <laughs> there it is. Can you hear that one? There we go. Together so we fun. can go live. I love your <laughs> intro. I love your intro, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well,
0: we've got the, got all the family uh, in on that one. So when I do the new one, the thing is my my son's voice is broken now, so it's
1: going to be together. Oh, we could go live. It's going to be like that. But it's not gonna... that interesting? That's interesting. His his voice, the, the Peter Brady thing. That's what we call, call over here. Uh, it's, a, it's a famous uh, old show, the Brady Bunch. And Peter Brady's voice, yeah. like they were doing this singing and it starts cracking. So that's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: maybe at the moment it would be, to come on. Yeah, it be a <laughs> bit like that. But um, anyway, I'm excited to have you on the show because like, I feel like we haven't, we have we have met yet we haven't. Because yeah, last agree. year in May, May, I think it was May last year, wasn't it? May mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. I have to get my... Yeah, right. We were both at PodFest or VidFest in Orlando, Florida. I know you were due to speaking. You couldn't speak in the end. You had to dash off. Mm-hmm. But we briefly caught each other. and We had a few words. But I knew that I wanted to get to know you more. I wanted to have you on the show. And it's taken a bit of a while. But you're here now, which yeah. is exciting.
1: Exactly, man. <laughs> no, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we chatted for a minute. And I'm a little upset because I, I wanted to be number 200. I'm 199. But that's okay. But that's okay. I'll take 199. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry about that. You're trying to get in there. I can see what you're doing. You're trying to get there to 200 and you didn't. I was delaying. (laughs) I was delaying. I was delaying.
1: delaying 197? Okay. 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 I I think if I book now, I'll probably be 200. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we
0: go. There we go. Well, as I said, I'm having a bit of a bit of a break because I think sometimes we were talking about this just before we started recording that you've moved to um, Atlanta, uh, as Mm -hmm. we say in the Mm -hmm. very British voice, Atlanta, I should say. And uh, you've (laughs) moved there. One of the reasons you mentioned was because it's, well, you tell me, it was this kind of like creative, it has this kind of creative side to you.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to live here. I used to live here from 2000 to around 2009. Um, And during that time of my life, I I felt and I knew I was actually probably the most creative entrepreneurial um, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, creating concepts, helping people with their business, helping people, um, you know, with their marketing, all these different aspects of of my life um, really kind of, you know, started to kind of uh, germinate here and kind of um propel me forward and then as we were talking earlier you know then they the corporate will sort of took over you started making more money you started to do all these other things and you start to move away from sort of those creative juices and then when i realized that i needed to go back when i say needed i internally needed to go back to that creative side as i was um, ending my career in retail atlanta was just a place I, and we called it and i told you that i had to come back to the source and I really felt like Atlanta was the source; it has been, and it continues to be the source for my creativity. And so, um, we have so many things going going on, and I'm excited to to kind of be back in this great town and um, and enjoy the vibe that it's been giving me.
0: Definitely. Well, if you're listening or watching, uh, I'd love to know from you where is your source of creativity? What gives that creative spark for you? For me, I don't know. It's it's going somewhere. Different. I I think Mm. if I'm in the house all the time, it's sometimes I get stifled. So getting out of the house i love i love my little trips to the us i I need to go back to the us this year but i'm not quite sure when that's going to happen but i always that always um helps me to be creative and one of these days i'm going to actually visit atlanta i've only ever visited the airport which doesn't i was just
1: about to say oh yeah no 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 it kind of counts because it's its its own city if you will in the city but uh, i was just about to say that man dude yeah you got to come to atlanta there's so many great things to do here you bring your kids and your wife so many great things to do, restaurants, and we could show you around. So l- l- just let me know. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Well, before we
0: get onto imposter syndrome, I'd yeah. love to know a little bit about how you got into what you're doing. You, I mentioned in the bio that you had this podcast for husbands, which that yeah. kind of piqued my interest. I think that's not something I hear very often. So like, how did you get into what you're currently doing, which is teaching podcasters to go live? And I totally agree that it's a fantastic medium particularly for people like me who are maybe a bit, I'm going to admit it, recovering perfectionists. So going mm-hmm. live, you just get it done, and then you can repurpose it into all these different places. I mean, you're kind of preaching to the choir here with that. But how, yeah. how did you get yeah. into what you're currently doing?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm one of those um, fortunate people. Uh, I think there's a lot of us out here that really have found my trifecta, so to speak, which is leadership, podcasting, and live streaming. The leadership portion came first, where I started teaching a whole bunch of different people, um, different leadership skills, how to start a business. Um, and then um, I was at my church in Atlanta, actually, at the time, teaching people how to start a business. And a good friend of mine, um, he he came on board. We started teaching a class together. And we said, we need to do something different. And so we came up with this idea of helping husbands um, you know, balance the idea of being a husband or the of being a husband and actually being an entrepreneur. Because it, it is a balancing act because you wanna invest so much time in your business, but you also have to make sure that you're balancing time being a husband, father and things along that line. So if you on um, buy husbands for husbands was born and uh, we started actually utilizing, back then was called Blog Talk Radio, um, then we got turned on to in 2007 to podcasting by a, a CEO friend of ours. And so we started stripping out the audio, uh, downloading, using RSS feed to to upload and then, you know, send it out to people so that they can actually uh, our, you know, Apple was the only spot pretty much at that time where people can actually kind of download those the RSS feeds. And, um, you know, our podcasting or my podcasting journey, you know, started then. Um, I, I think for me, um, as I ramped back up in the podcast, we took a break from, I took a break from 2007 to around 2012, started back up again around 2018, 2019. I started back just podcasting and then this whole live streaming bug, I just started watching it on, you know, on LinkedIn, um, uh, Share Sh- 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 Jones, um, uh, a couple other people who were just like doing it, they were kind of pioneers in some of that stuff. And... Um, I said, "This is actually a really cool medium." And what happened was, I was part of this uh, this podcast group, this international podcast group, and we would meet, you know, once a month. Four of us kind of broke off and started our own group, and we would meet every month, almost twice a month. I said, "Dude, this should be a podcast." Podcasters talking about podcasting, and then next thing you know, I was already already dabbling in in, in live streaming with my retail leadership. Uh, Podcast. We can talk about that one later, but what happened was it was um, International Podcast Day. I ended up going live um, with two other podcasters, and and that was 2021. And right after that, podcasters live was born. I I just said this is the best way I think for podcasters to one get over their fear of a podcaster syndrome, which we're going to talk about. But it's also one of the best mediums to grow their discoverability and also their audience. And so that's how sort of podcasters live And my journey into podcasting and, and live streaming was born.
0: That's awesome to hear that. that. I'd love to hear people's stories and everyone has so many like different stories, but there's a, a few little strands that seem to be very similar. Um, now mm. we've talked about, I've talked about imposter syndrome on the show before, mm. but not in any great detail. It's something that I've definitely struggled with from time to time. Uh, and in some, some times in my life, it's been even more than others, I think. Mm, but how mm-hmm. would you define what imposter syndrome is?
1: You know, in, in, imposter syndrome is is really that feeling of, of inadequacy that you feel when you are about to embark on something that's unknown or undiscovered within how you actually live your life or the journey that you're currently on. The tendency you don't get imposter syndrome when you are doing something that you're already adept at, or that you're comfortable doing. The tendency sometimes is that we start to internalize imposter syndrome and we start to make it into this 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 bad thing. And I have kind of flipped it on its head and in a, in the a context like of, of realizing helping people realize that man, you're about to do something that you've probably never done before. Like how cool is that? Like so, how do we get past that feeling of like? I may not be good enough to the point of, wow, this is something really dope in my life. Now, let me take advantage of it. And so we've been able to kind of flip it on its head. But what we've what we found in our in our, in our research is that the imposter syndrome, of course, about 70 percent of people actually deal with it uh, throughout the entire world. It is a it is an equal um, combination of how we were reared our socialization as a kid, but then also as we move into adulthood, really trying to figure out who we are. And sometimes we start to emulate other people and we don't really have a good grasp of who we are. And so we end up taking on all these different personas and not really figuring out who we are. Because once you figure out who you are a little bit more, now you're you're able to become a little bit more comfortable. But the imposter syndrome is something that takes place when you're really about to embark on something that's really new in your journey, something that you've really never done before.
0: Now, that's fascinating what you said about um, it can come from the fact that we maybe don't know ourselves. And I think that in my mid to late 40s, which is kind of where I am now, that I feel a lot more kind of comfortable in who I am. And so imposter mm-hmm. syndrome has had less of a hold. I mm. think three or four years ago, it was a lot more, and part of that was because it was what other people, I thought, it was what I thought other people thought about me. So 100%. I started to get some, I started to get success. I started to get asked to speak at events. And I was kind of, this voice in my head was thinking, but like, do they not know that I don't? I'm not an expert. I don't know anything about this. You know, surely they're going to find out. And I really doubted yeah. myself. And it was what other people thought, what I thought other people thought of me. Can you expand a little bit more on on that? Because I think it it's what other people, what we think of what other people think of us that could be a big problem here.
1: A hundred percent. We we have broken down. So we have a book coming out. It's called How to Beat in Podcaster Syndrome. Um, and what we've done within the book is really broken down the book into two different type of triggers. Um, there are internal triggers and there are external triggers. Um, some of the internal triggers is just is that internalized fear of being found out. Um, another internalized trigger is is uh, embracing the ideas of what happened to us as a youth and all what those things impacted, uh, how those things impacted our uh, impacted our life. The other um, part of it is a, a, a trigger relative to like. I may not feel adequate, even though I know that I actually have what it takes to actually be here. There is still something inside of me that feels that I'm not adequate. And whoever I'm looking at or whoever I'm talking to, they can see right through me. It doesn't matter how much confidence that I'm speaking with. And all of those internal triggers are really just rooted in um, honestly us kind of telling ourselves a lie. And what what I mean by that is when you have done the work, When you have put in the time, when you have educated yourself, when you have prepped and done all these things, the psyche sometimes tells us we tell ourselves a lie that we just we're just not good enough because we are we are looking for the approval of someone else. And once we and, and when we're doing that, man, that just wasn't good enough. How do they feel about that? We're not particularly sure. Well, you know what? Stop the stop the process of seeking the approval of other people and trust who you truly are. And that just that just takes time. That takes confidence and learning who you are. That takes, you know, you you having some wins under your belt, some successful shows. But then also, as you and I know, going live, I just did a live stream on Saturday. That was I, I felt it was horrible. But man, I got through that puppy because I, you know, I knew that I needed to get through that process. So helping, uh, helping yourself get through that process of understanding once again, more about who you are can actually help combat the lies that we tell ourselves.
0: Mm, So true. So true. And I think sometimes we'll need some help from other people. I've definitely felt that, uh, although you've got to find out who you are, sometimes getting help from coaches or from a husband or wife or whatever, somebody who else knows you. I've mentioned this before on the show, but years ago, I went on this course called the Growing Leaders course. And one of the questions was, so list your strengths. What are your strengths? And I couldn't list a single one. I couldn't list anything. And it was my wife who said, Ian, don't be silly. Like you've got, you're good at this, you're good at this. And I started to think, Oh yeah, I am. I am quite good at that, but I needed somebody else to help yeah, me with that. Hundred um, percent. So you've mentioned in podcaster syndrome. That's. I mean, that's your kind of phrase for imposter syndrome. But mm-hmm. to tell us a little bit more about that, that that word you're using.
1: Yeah, it's and it's 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 a direct derivative of of imposter syndrome. But we 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 deal with it, of course, because we deal with the content creators, podcasters and live streamers. And the reason why we we wanted to utilize and kind of like differentiate that is because there is a measure of difference b- when it comes to content creators and somebody in the business world. And so in the business world where I first struggled with um, the content or with 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 imposter syndrome, I was able to mask a little bit of the imposter syndrome with my degrees with my position um with authority with money all these things are i'm able to mask my feelings of inadequacy with all these other veneers however when we start talking about um content creators you are really creating a level of intimacy with your content and who you are with your audience there's no room for you to hide there is absolutely no room for you to hide you will be found out if you don't come across as authentic or as real as as possible with your audience, and so the imposter syndrome kind of um, is is not so much unique, but there's a unique aspect to it. I feel that we've 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 been we'll be talking about in the book as it relates to content creators, because once again, there is a level of vulnerability. You know that doing a podcast, the level of intimacy that that you have. When you and you are you and you alone are connecting with your audience from an audio standpoint is intense. And so the in podcaster syndrome is helping us as a unique, I guess, aspect of um, you know, of the industry, content creators, podcasters, and live streamers, understand that the authenticity part of it is actually a little bit little more unique. And that's what intensifies the in podcaster syndrome.
0: That's fascinating. I think for me, live streaming and podcasting has been both simultaneously the, the 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 most difficult thing that I've done but also mm. the most liberating thing that I've done when I first went live I could have called myself the you know the um the the what what would yeah, the reluctant live video go that would that could have been yeah. my brand name the reluctant live mm. video go but because I went through that process of allowing myself to be vulnerable it's it's helped me become more confident I think so uh, it's it is it can be for some people a really scary thing, but it's so so important to to do that. Now I do want to bring in uh, some great comments from Alec Darling. Great to see you, hmm. Alec uh, watching on LinkedIn, uh, and this is really interesting because uh, you know hmm. Alec is a consultant and. You know I, I'm a consultant too and I, and I I definitely feel this. He says imposter syndrome for mm. me is being an expert in my field and not wanting to get caught out with questions I can't I, I can't answer. Mm. Uh, how do I how do I how did I solve, you know, this kind of thing? So that that's that's a hard one because when you're seen as an expert and I find this, I'm sure you do right. too. You know, I'm seen mm. I'm an expert. I'm seen as an expert in the world of live video, podcasting. But if somebody asks me a question that I don't know, surely that would make me look like a complete idiot. Now, I I don't Mm. feel that personally, because I kind of think the role of a consultant is if I don't know the answer, I can probably find out or I'll know somebody who does. But I'm just interested in, in in your thoughts on what Alec is saying here.
1: Yeah. See, this is when the leader, the leadership in me kicks in, Um, the leadership side of me, because as a leader, I have learned throughout my entire career that I don't have all the answers and that the team around me collectively, when we collectively, we have the best answers. But when you're by yourself and someone asks you a question, I have learned as a leader, sometimes if I don't know the answer, hey, you know, I'm not sure about that. How about we try to discover this together? It's a really great question. I don't know the answer. And what I try to do is I try to get back to them as quickly as possible with a potential answer. But it is OK. Honestly, not knowing something or saying that you're not knowing something is more important, is more powerful than you trying to. Um, will talk your way into knowing something, or trying to say, "Well, tell me a little bit more. What, what do you mean by that?" You know exactly what they mean, and you just don't have the answer. So just say you don't have the answer, you know. And so that's what happened. We start to try to, you know, uh, dance around it, but you end, end up actually getting and gaining more credibility. A lot of times, when you say you don't know something confidently. And try your best to get back with them with the answer. It's the hardest thing to do because we feel like we will be seen as a fraud. But I've learned that in my life as a leader that I don't know all the answers, and so I, I have become more comfortable in saying I don't know the answer.
0: Yeah, people. I think people actually want to hear you say that because there's nothing worse than being fobbed off with you know other stuff that I remember going into. Uh, I went into an Apple store it wasn't i don't think it was an apple store it was some computer store and we knew that this new uh, mac came out without the cd drive the dvd drive yeah, it was right, the first right. one without that and we we asked the guy uh, so so wh- where's the dvd drive he said oh, oh i don't know it's it, oh, i think it's under here somewhere and he obviously didn't have a clue and he was trying to fob us off with with yes. you know something and <laughs> We just lost confidence in the guy. If he just said to us, oh, I don't know. Let me find out. I'll find out for you. And if he went away and came back, oh, this new computer, it, it, they've actually Apple and now removed 100%. the DVD drive. Then that, that would be <laughs> that would be much better. So, yeah, don't <laughs> fob people off.
1: No, um, no, not at all. Uh,
0: not at all. Now, Alec also says, as says, I started to go live on a totally different subject of stepping up to live, going from zero to hero status, this allowed me mm. to make mistakes and not get embarrassed. Now I have confidence for, for anything. And that's Good. awesome just to be able to do that. Um. So, uh, Steve, now what I assume that your interest in, in this has been because you have had experience with imposter syndrome. Is that the case? Have you struggled with imposter syndrome? And, and maybe tell us a little bit about your experience with it and or, or other people that you've worked with and how, how you got
1: over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, once again, it, it hit me professionally first in the context of kind of accelerating in, in, in my career. Um, I was very fortunate and, um, to be able to, um, get promoted quickly. Um, in different roles that I was in. And part of that um, almost you know, promotional um, gain came a little bit of angst because I was literally leapfrogging people um, that were in, in the position 10, maybe 15 years more than I was. And now I'm leading these people, and but I'm leapfrogging, I knew I can do it. Had the skills to do it, but man, that imposter syndrome was like, oh my gosh, now I gotta go back and lead these same people that I just leapfrogged. Or I'm in a position now where I'm I'm in a room with people who are just as smart as me or or even smarter. Now how do I communicate? Where do I look? How do I dress? What do I you know all these different things that um that I was dealing about from an external standpoint, not realizing I had all the internal wherewithal to actually meet the needs of whatever situation I was in, jump forward the, to podcasting, same situation where initially um, I, I was nervous about podcasting. And then we we actually met um, a gentleman's name is Herman Kane when we were in Atlanta at a leadership conference. And he had a really big radio station, a really big radio show. And uh, my friend, my, my, my buddy and my co-host and I, we got an opportunity to talk to him. And we said, dude, like, help us. We're both nervous about doing this. And he said, you got to figure out that one person that you want to talk to and just talk to that person. And we we're like, dude, that just seems so too simple. He said, I'm telling you right now, it works. And it and it and it worked. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ian, if you and I were just at a coffee shop, I wouldn't really be concerned about imposter syndrome. You and I would just be having a chat and we would just be sitting down just like two guys just talking about manchester or whatever that right there if you are able to kind of translate that from to a live stream or to a or to a podcast standpoint guess what now that takes a little bit of the uh, i guess the weight off because the tendency is that we start to think we're talking to thousands of thousands of people when you're not so if you can actually turn that mindset and shift it once again to just having a conversation with just Ian, man, it takes a lot of the weight off. And so I've been able to kind of translate that, um, you know, you know, to help me with my podcaster syndrome.
0: Isn't it annoying when the answer to a lot of our problems is actually really simple. I mean, it's (laughs) it's, it's like almost too simple. And that, that, you know, but, but you're so right. You're so right. When you, when, if I, for example, if I, started to think about all the, the millions of people that could be watching in today to, to watch this. First of all, I'm deluded because there's not going to be exactly. millions of people Come watching on, me anyway. I mean, I'd be great if, if that was the case. But right. but the thing is, like, think about the individual, you know, and if you're a content creator, if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, you're wanting to do, to do what you're wanting to do, to help people, I assume, and to serve people. Yes, you want to make money if you're a business owner, but you also want to help people. And, and so if you think about the individual there, that is the way to think about it. And it's really helped me. It's helped me with all my content creation. Now, I do want to bring in Cher Jones has put a, a fantastic mm, comment down yeah, here. <laughs> in fact, girl. Alec Darling says, uh, good comment. And so Cher says, saying what you don't know is actually, powerful, conf- is actually a powerful confidence builder. Because... You can always bridge it to here's what I do know when possible. And I, I think that's mm. great. It, it's it's mm. flipping. You mentioned that before about flipping imposter syndrome, and it's flipping in our minds. There's this of, of often there's this negative voice. Um, now yes. we we've talked about this on the show. Sometimes I like to personify this voice so. My daughter talks, her, her voice in her head, it sounds, sounds really weird, but her kind of anxiety is called, he's called Albert. I, mine's a, a librarian and he likes to kind of check oh. everything in the library first to make sure everything's okay. And then he starts to speak to me. He says, Ian, you, you, you don't really know what you're talking about. You, you're not organized enough. You need to look it up in the books first before you go on the show. Otherwise you're going to look like a complete <laughs> idiot. And I think as once I've started to personify it a little bit more, I actually realize how stupid it is a lot of the time, and I can say back to the librarian, "It's all right, I've got it covered. It's okay. I'm going to come on the show in today's show. I've got yeah. Steve. I don't need to know anything because I'm going to ask Steve all the questions." <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I it's think interesting it is.
1: how we. It's interesting how we 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 trick ourselves, and and so we, you know we talk about uh, in the in the upcoming book about external triggers and. Um, gear acquisition syndrome is is one of them you know we talk about uh skills skill stacking you know that's that's another one and and, and and in context of we surround ourselves with all these different external factors to make ourselves appear more than what we are and really they are just covering up you know these um uh, these gaps in our in our persona and so if we can remove some of these, these these gaps in, from our persona and really focus it on who we are, the better off we'll be, and the more authentic. I think that's such an overused word, but the more authentic that we'll we'll come across with our with our audience.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is a word that's overused, but it's it's so important. I think uh, True. to to True. be ourselves. If you're not yourself, if you're if you're a business owner and you're acting like somebody else, and then they hire you they're going to be really confused when they get somebody that's not on the screen, this, this completely different person. So that's really important. And Alec uh, is saying flipping imposter syndrome. Now that's a good show hook.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely (laughs) flipping it. There you go.
0: Uh, and I Cher got that says, one. I'm using
1: that one, I'm using that one.
0: Definitely, yeah. you need to trademark, <laughs> that's quick. Uh, get the domain name. Uh, Cher says, I love that strategy of personifying those voices, it allows you to separate them from who you are. Absolutely, because that mm. is not what defines you. So, we've got quite deep, we've, we've, yeah, but... I think this is really important. And in in only like half an hour, we're we're not going to be able to do justice to all of this stuff. There's going to be some people watching and listening who hear what you're saying, really resonate with what you're saying, Steve. But they're thinking, well, what next? What do I do? Okay, all of these things, it sounds simple, but I really need help. I've I've got into my uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever age you are, and they feel that... This has stopped them from achieving what they were put on this earth yeah. to achieve. What would you say to somebody like that? What What are the the next steps for people uh, who are struggling you, with these things?
1: Well, the, well, the question I'll answer before that one is people tend to ask me, do, do, do you ever get over in podcaster syndrome? Yeah. And my answer is no. Um, and here's, and I'll, I'll use a quick movie illustration. I don't know if any of you have seen A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. Um, and he plays Russell. Uh, he plays George Nash, um, a um, Nobel Prize um, mathematician who, you know, uh, over time end up lo- losing his mind, um, kind of schizophrenia. sees like three different voices and things like that. But he's still brilliant. He's still super brilliant, and the government still wants him on his team. And he gets to the point of his career um, where he's just a fixture on the university. He's still seeing all of these voices. But the Nobel Peace Prize people come to him and they say, "Hey, you know, we want to give you the Nobel Peace Prize, and we just want to know if you're still okay." And he said, "No, you really, you want to know if I still see the voices?" And they're in the cafeteria in the university. And he looks over, and he sees the three voices that he's been dealing with his all his entire life, like you were just talking about those persona voices, uh, those voices personified. He sees those three voices. He says, "You know what? They're still there, but I, but I choose to ignore them." And so I think as we start to think about in podcast, podcaster syndrome, we have to think about those voices and those things that are uh, going to be there. They're, they're going to continuously be there at every level that we go to. The voices are going to get louder or they're going to get softer. They're going to be there. It's our choice whether or not we actually choose to to listen to them. One of the things that we talk about in our book from a strategy standpoint is we call it TAT. It's called take notice, assess and then take action. One of the first parts that you have to do is that you actually do have to take notice when you are delving into this mindset of imposter syndrome or the triggers of imposter syndrome and understanding that, oh, shoot, um, I I, this situation right now is triggering me to actually feel inadequate. And then you actually has you actually have to assess the feelings. Do I really am I really not prepared? Because sometimes when you're about to go live, you're about to do something, you're really not prepared. Okay, well, great. If you're if you can assess that you're really not prepared, then fix that. Go um, make sure you prep. Make sure you prep. I'm about to go. I'm about to go speak somewhere. Assess: Are you really prepared? No, I'm not really prepared. Well, do what you need to do to actually get prepared, so that will actually actually lessen the anxiety that you're feeling and then the last portion is take action and whatever that requisite action is whether it's the prep work that you need to do whether it's working with somebody in your speech whether it's going live in a private community to build your confidence those are the actual um the strategy or the framework now here's the one thing that we talk about all the time we're going to be talking about is that it's not linear you know going through this this strategy or this framework isn't linear some people your your assessment at the very beginning or at the very middle is larger than some other people because you're dealing with more stuff than another person is and that's okay but it's just actually going through the process of going through the framework will actually help you come out on the other end
0: fascinating stuff that that's really really helpful how much does us comparing ourselves with others come into mm. this because this has been uh, mm. an issue for me. I, I remember when I was speaking at some big conferences in the US, and I think that was when my imposter syndrome was the strongest, was when I was there and I was thinking, why have they asked me to speak here? Even though deep down I knew, I knew my stuff, I'm, just good, at, I'm good at what I do, but I still had this negative voice in my head thinking those things. And I even got to the point where I didn't want to tell anyone that I was speaking because... Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous, Mm. absolutely ridiculous. Now I look back on that and I think how silly. And, but a lot of that was to do with me comparing myself with others who were speaking at the event and people that I looked up to thought they were amazing. Um, now I've, i feel since then I've, I've come on a long way, but it was a real struggle back in those days. What would you, what would you have said to me back in those days when I was feeling like that?
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's natural. It is. It is natural to to compare yourself to other people. The tendency is that we want to, we want to run away from and say no, we shouldn't be doing something. The, it, certain things are natural as a human being. When you get when you get a new car or your car is getting old and you see a nice little flashy car that comes past you, you're like, ooh, that's nice. You know, you you start to look at the car that you have and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to I I may need to do something different with this car. Right. And so the the comparison piece is 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 just natural. It's natural as in in sports. It's natural in business. Um, And so understanding that that's going to take place. The biggest piece is that the confidence that you need to actually have within yourself um, and what you actually have to offer. One of the things we talk to people about all the time is that somebody's out there waiting to hear what you have to say. People who want to start a podcast or people want to go live and they can't move. They can't. I know this sounds super Pollyannish, but they can't move until you actually say what you need to say. They are stuck like that one person that we just talked about earlier. They are literally stuck until you actually get on the mic and say what you need to say. I know people are like, oh, my gosh, but I'm only I'm only in. No, it doesn't matter. Ian. that one person is still waiting to hear what you have to say. But the other side of it is that someone has seen something. This is the leadership part of me coming coming out again is because as a leader, when I was a young leader, I didn't want to be a leader. Dude, I ran from leadership so fast when I was a teenager until I moved into the Air Force, until someone told me, they said, Steve, leadership will always find you find you out, meaning that it, when you're called to lead, lead, and there, people are gonna see something inside of you that you don't see inside of yourself. It's the same thing when you start to go to these speaking engagements. People will hear you, hear Ian or Cher Jones or, or, or Alec, and they're like, dude, ooh, I gotta have them on the stage. So trust in the fact that someone sees something inside of you that is so important, that is uh, of so of such importance that you need to get on that stage and speak to that audience. And so the comparison piece is going to be there, but trust the process and trust what people are saying uh, the, the, that are going to actually get you on that stage and also trust in your abilities.
0: So true. Trust in your abilities, trust in the people that put you there and those voices... I love the beautiful mind uh, kind of uh, comparison there. They will probably always be there, but at some points, hopefully with work, they'll be a lot quieter. You, You won't be able to silence them completely, but you'll be able to dampen the sound. I'm not doing a very good job here, Steve, because well, it's all your fault because I'm really enjoying this conversation so much. You're delivering so much value, but I am trying to do my best at making these podcast episodes a little bit shorter. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to try and wrap things up, even though really I would love to talk to you for the next two hours about this. It's absolutely fascinating. So you've mentioned this book you're writing. Um, Tell us a little bit more about uh, when's that going to be available? Is it? do Do you know when that's going to be coming out? Or a little bit more about how we. Can find out about it when it does come
1: out yeah it's in rewrites right now so we're gonna have a, um, a landing page coming up here pretty quickly um and that's just gonna give you the opportunity to be part of our beta readers um and hopefully within the next you know the early the, this i guess mid-spring is the goal for us to actually have this book out um i just met with uh, my my publisher she's actually over in the uk um outside of the Leeds, and um, had a great conversation and so we're about like one and a half rewrites you know from from actually getting it to where we want it and he's excited about it so that's cool when your publisher is excited about um about your book and not just you um but the 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 focus is truly on helping podcasters live streams content creators kind of work through that process and um we all go through it but the 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 tap framework is really going to be the glue that holds everything together we actually have people inside of the book that have actually used it so we actually have you you actually have um you know real use case for it um as well and so um the book in and of itself has been something i've been wanting to do for for a while and so i'm excited to actually get it out to you as soon as i possibly can believe me you will hear more and more about it and hopefully man when it comes out i can come back on here and we could talk we could talk more about it then too
0: Definitely. We will we, we'll have to do that. And if you want, if people want to find out more about you, uh, we've got, I've got uh, your website up here, which is, well, you got a couple of websites. So you got got uh, yeah. podcasterslive.com. Tell us a little bit more about podcasterslive.com.
1: Yeah, podcasters live. You know, one of the things that we, we, we've been focusing on initially was... How to use live stream to actually help podcasters with their discoverability. That was our, our first kind of iteration. But now we've, we've moved into more of a platform to help content creators from a global community standpoint, you know, uh, utilize podcasting and live streaming to grow, to grow their platform. So instead of it just being about this local discoverability, you know, we're taking a global perspective to it. And we've actually did that um, I, with last night actually having our very first international. Um, uh, edition, And so we had some of the top minds and in podcasting in, in, in the Philippines on last night. And so we're going to be doing that on a monthly basis, picking a different country um, and, and and having all the, some of the top podcasts and live stream voices actually on there talking about the industry and what people can learn as well. So so we've re- we've actually been growing the brand from that standpoint as well. And we're going to be in, we're actually going to do the UK in uh, in March. So let me know Ian, if you want to be part of that. Uh, part of that panel um in uh in March for the because we're gonna be in the UK. Not in the UK, but we're gonna have the UK podcasters and live streamers in, in March.
0: Oh count me in on that one. That sounds awesome. Really interesting. And to find out more all about that. So that is uh what was that? PodcastersLive.com. dot yeah. com. You've also yeah. got uh, your website is asksteveworthy.com and um, how can yeah. people um, find out more about you or follow you online or on on the socials where do you tend to hang out these days
1: You know what, Don, LinkedIn is going to be the best place first uh, to connect with me you know it's at um, you know around of course I'm steve worthy you know you know everywhere but LinkedIn is going to be that very first place uh, asksteveworthy.com um is is a kind of like a repository if you will because invariably you know uh, leadership is kind of my first my first thing that I I, I deal with and I go after. Um, and typically on different podcasts, I will talk about podcasters live, but more often than not, I end up talking about leadership. And so um, I end up uh, getting a lot of people wanted to talk to me about leadership. So we've we've created the asti the worthy, uh, website, So you can pick and choose. You can say, hey, Steve, I, want you, I, I need help with my podcast and live stream or hey, Steve, I need help with this, uh, you know, with my leadership journey so I can help you there as well.
0: Awesome. Well, it's got it. It starts with the podcasting, but it all leads to leadership, I suppose, at the end of the day. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for oh, thank uh, you. all the amazing stuff that you've shared with us today. It's been a real honor to have you on the show and we will definitely do it again once i've uh, got episode 200 out uh, i know you've been wanting the, the the episode 200 but it might be 200 two, 203 or 204 we'll, we'll see how we get on
1: that's fine that's <laughs> fine that's fine <laughs> awesome. thanks well, for having thanks. me Ian. i appreciate
0: it oh it's been great thank you steve well we are at the end of episode 199 as i said at the beginning the podcast will be coming out every single friday do find a uh, do go to iag.me forward slash podcast. And I will also let you know when the next live episode, episode 200, will be. we're going to be doing something very exciting for that. But uh, I'll be talking about that on the podcast and the newsletter. But that is it for this time. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. I wanna overcome imposter syndrome. I wanna overcome imposter syndrome. Steve, Steve Worthy, worthy Steve, please, please, help me imposter Podcast syndrome, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome.